Uh, this is an interesting story you've got here, Will, that you've selected for us. This might be, I don't know, maybe the most expensive app, uh, iPhone app, not Apple product, because I think sometimes you get into those early computers like uh, the Lisa and things like that. Some of those at auction can get pretty crazy, can't they, price-wise? Yeah, the Apple One and Apple Two. Apple One and Apple Two. Those like circuit boards, really. The collectors want those. We just finished up a video uh, on the uh, the Air Power uh-huh. as well. We got our hands on a working Today we have something version of it. Uh, that's an example of a collector's item. Uh-huh. A, a real prototype. You should definitely go check that out. The forbidden product. The no-no. Yeah, well, it's not, again, it's really unique in the sense that they never shut things down after they announce it. But um, in the case of collector's items, I would put this up there. And, and, and obviously, I would put some of those early uh, computers up there. But what about a sealed OG iPhone, iPhone 1, still in the plastic wrapper? What would you pay for that? Well, this upcoming op- auction expects it to go for $42,000. Is that right? Uh, I believe it's $35,000. Why does it say forty two at the top? That's the Apple One. Oh, that was the, the Apple manual. One. Oh, okay. There you go. A manual. But that was found to be a replica. What a twist. <laughs> There's a lot happening in that headline. Yeah. <laughs> Wild auction story. Rare Apple One manual sold for 42000 Recently discovered to be a replica, not original, prompting a refund for the winning. But sometimes you don't know about this stuff. Huh. Even the person that gets their hands on it, you know, you get your hands on it, you think it's authentic, it's hard to authenticate it. You find some better expert down the road and they're like, nah, nah, that's not legit. But what about NFTs? Yeah, exactly. No, those weren't around back then. No, they weren't weren't around in the times of the Apple One. Anyway, uh, wow, this past summer we saw an auction of a rare Apple One hardware, including Steve Jobs' prototype Apple One sell for 700,000. So never mind, we're not even close to that category. 700,000. And an unopened original iPhone 35 grand. So I guess it's not crazy to assume this could go for 35 grand. LCG Auctions has the latest unopened first generation iPhone. Uh the bid will end October 16th at 2 p.m. You know what's weird about these never been opened before collectors items? Uh verifying it without opening it and then you can't open it because the value goes down so significantly and it's like well then no one's ever opening it of course not and we're all assuming that what is in there is in there but no one has had a camera on the thing since the beginning maybe you have like a serial number maybe you have a receipt but still problematic because it's not impossible to reseal something so you see these guys that are experts in trying to figure out if it's ever been resealed, they're like, let's try to date the, the seal on the outside. Yeah. It's all it's crazy stuff. But anyway, you know, people are still into collectibles. So it's still going on. And uh, like my eyes were open to it when I was getting that prototype and checking out some of the collection. Um, I'm trying to remember the guy's name now. Apple Demo uh, is the collector that this mm. one belongs to. Am I correct about that? I not I totally oh, okay. forgot. We'll do. It's fine. I'll let you off the hook for this one. Just been talking to him for like a week. Go 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 check out the uh, the video because there's a shout out in it and uh, you'll get to the bottom of it over there. 
but very interesting uh, prototype and actually it works in the video mm -hmm. which is it's a whole different uh, future in which Apple executes the original air power and then wireless charging is never the same but anyway if you want to go bid on this thing the estimate is 30,000 go get your bid in and get your factory sealed iPhone 1 to add to your collection mm. Tesla's going to implement a new vehicle hazard warning system interesting I wonder why I mean, it already, the thing is already breaking itself. Activate emergency lights. Tesla's reportedly going to impl implement a new vehicle hazard warning system through its partnership with Emergency Safety Solutions. Utilizes a multi-pronged approach to improve, ha oh, hazard lights with a higher refresh rate. Okay, I thought we were talking about like emergency braking or something. Hmm. Apparently proven to improve. So, yeah, hazard lights kind of suck. Like they're not the most, it's not the most obvious thing. You, if you're behind a vehicle with hazards on for an extended period of time, you'll notice. But if you're rolling up on one that's completely stopped, the ability to discern quickly that that vehicle is having difficulty is, can be tough. Mm. Come to uh, come to a halt really quickly. So this uh, enhancement system, you know, the type of circumstances a person's using their hazards. Uh, can often be dangerous, very dangerous yes. circumstances on a highway or something. Oh, here you go. They're giving us a very nice demonstration. You hit the hazard because your car's completely dead on the highway. Maybe you blew out a tire or something. Hmm. Um, but this is when you're the most susceptible because cars are traveling very fast and you're not traveling at all. Mm -hmm. You're an obstacle just sitting there. Current hazard lights are ineffective at grabbing, grabbing oncoming driver attention. So what do we got instead? We have the enhanced protocol. A new light. Wow. Is it like a beacon almost that comes out? Or, oh, it goes onto the ground and it flashes a lot more. Way higher refresh. I think that subtle change really makes a big difference. It's almost like a, less like a signal light, light and more like a, an emergency vehicle. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like a... An ambulance or something. Oh, wow. Yes, exactly. Good Lord. Yes. I'm going to notice that. Well, why didn't we do this before? Yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> I mean, the hazard lights are so slow right now. Why don't we do that before, Will? And then digital communications. What? Is this how other vehicles will see it? Like a giant beacon? Well, hopefully they will for be autonomous? able to talk to each other. Yeah, for autonomous. Whoa. That's some pretty cool tech. Well... The main thing, and then oncoming driver alerts. So the vehicles are talking to each other via satellite. Lots of activity going on. But the main thing, I think, and the most easy to implement is just the higher refresh hazard lights. Look yeah, at that. That's brilliant definitely. stuff. I'm sure there's some, with some reason why it didn't exist until this point, but that seems pretty obvious now. So Tesla's going to implement it. I guess so. And uh, hopefully we'll see more quickly flashing lights very soon and by the way as far as how dangerous it is according to ess there are more than seventy-two thousand people yearly in the u.s affected by incidents with disabled vehicles Fifteen thousand either injured or killed oh. yeah, when you're fully disabled it's a bit terrifying on the highway fully disabled yes Ooh, cars whizzing by like do they see me or what i mean it's, it hasn't happened to me frequently but i'll take the high refresh in those moments yes. no doubt Tesla's new energy app gives you range advice and more. You know, the reason Will's got so many Tesla stories over here, he just, uh -oh. his Tesla Model 3 is showing up like 
uh, in a month or uh yeah in a couple of weeks actually. or a couple of weeks so yeah and it was the date was moved up and then it was pushed back and stuff yeah i think it's trying to nail down like it the the range is getting smaller like in terms of delivery so got it um hopefully in uh november november early november so uh you, you said oh did you say oh boy when i brought it up or something along those lines oh geez or yeah. is this not something you want to talk about this was uh i thought this was over <laughs> what's over the whole tesla bronco thing how can it be over you don't even have one of them yet <laughs> well i i'm kind of scared because once i get the model three the bronco owners are gonna or the bronco you know fans fans will be like hey calm down now oh yeah, yeah. no they're already doing it right now because we've let them in on the conversation but they kind of deserve to know they've been on this ride sure yeah this whole time so i guess when you get and i'll the, keep them updated yeah when you get the model three you can pull it right over here oh. and put it on set and then we'll get a whole breakdown from you about like your oh. report and whatnot sure we can film a little video i don't know Just i mean it. people have like i said they've they're invested now in the storyline and they're going to want to know how you feel about it. You still have your, listen, i got to remind everybody, you still have the pre-order on the Bronco. Mm -hmm. And yep. so nothing is set in stone here. I should actually call them <gasps> to check on the status. <gasps> I mean, when are they going to build it? I, I have <gasps> no idea. Mm, shots so, fired or what? Shots fired? Well, kind of. Oh, Because geez. at least Tesla, they tell me at least a range in, in terms of a month. Right. But even if they don't stick to it, even if they miss it, uh, that's the that's the risk factors. If they miss sure, the range yeah. and then you're aggravated, you're like, you set a range. I would rather have that than have no updates. Right. And not know. So shots fired. I should actually call them. Maybe it's my fault. But... No, it's definitely not your fault. I mean, they should keep you up to date to a certain extent. I agree with you. But anyway, so Will's going to have a lot of Tesla stories coming up because now step one, he's a Tesla owner and you know where it goes from here. He, he, all of a sudden he's accessorizing all of a sudden he's investing uh -huh. and uh and i'll tell you the accessories i got so and stuff so let's keep an eye out yeah. uh anyway they have a new energy app to give you range advice and more a separate app is that right will uh i believe so i don't think it's in the tesla app Oh, no, this is, looks like it's right on, on, the, the, on the dashboard. Tesla has updated its in-car energy app. So it's okay. It's inside of your oh. infotainment slash interface. Give comparison between real energy use and the projected range, and it even gives you range advice to get closer to the optimal range. Range calculations are difficult regarding, regardless of the type of powertrain. Uh, obviously, many factors, and it's changing based on conditions and temperature and all kinds of things. Uh, Tesla has been a leader in efficiency and long-range vehicles for a long time, but despite that, it still has issues predicting energy consumption for a trip. This is true. It, this is uh, sometimes can be off by quite a bit when you're projecting like a set of daily activities and the range is initially per, uh, predicted to be one thing, and then it actually turns out to be something else that could go in either direction. It can either overestimate or underestimate mm -hmm. um and part of that has to do with the way you drive if all of, all of a sudden you decide to drive like a maniac out of nowhere or even just like have the windows down running more air conditioning drag. or yeah. these are all things you have to predict and project uh, it looks like this app is gonna let you know if your behavior isn't in line with 
the original prediction. Yeah. As you can see, live projection. And so that it's moving around on the chart in real time. Well, hence the word live. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And then there's range tips. For example, staying below 70 miles per hour would have saved you 1.1 miles this trip. Setting cabin temperature to 72 Fahrenheit would have saved you 0.2. So you can see how climate driving, battery conditioning, elevation, and everything else are all adding into your range or taking away from your range. Kind of like how you look at your smartphone and whichever apps are using the majority of the battery and things like this. Hmm. Sentry mode is was driving me crazy for a while in the car. It's actually used quite a it bit of up a oh lot my god battery. Look at that, thirteen point five miles. Yes, I don't know. I kind of mostly have it off now. Um, you should have it off here. Well, no, I, I don't even. I don't even mean <laughs> here. But the thing is, are you turning it on and off, and right. you're in the app, and it's a little bit annoying. But um, I guess you can save the location and be like, Sentry's not necessary here. Oh, can you? at home but you have to you would have to call this home i guess anyway doesn't matter oh it doesn't matter it is just surprising how much battery it uses sentry uh -huh. because it's just throwing the cameras on and recording a little bit but i guess it has to boot everything up to do that and mm. well, you can see in that scenario there 20 miles consumed total screen time is 2.3 preconditioning is 3.5 uh mobile app zero summon standby zero vehicle standby one mile and sentry mode 13.5 yeah. Well, well, it was in park. It just doesn't that seem like a lot to you? I don't know. You tell I think me. So. You tell me. Mm -hmm. uh, Polestar Three officially debuts with three hundred mile range for a whopping eighty four thousand dollars. It'll be manufactured in the U.S. Look at this. Isn't this cool? I know we always talk about. The I Polestar guess the price. I keep bringing it. Up. I guess the <laughs> what Electrek is doing with the prices. They're saying, yeah, it's pretty cool, but I feel like they don't want it to be 84000 Yeah, they want it to be way cheaper. I think they're saying it's not the most competitive price for 300-mile range. Um, and I don't know I don't know who this is up against. Do you know what I mean? Like, which vehicle are you comparison shopping to this? Probably a Model Y. Model Y, yeah. But a Model Y you can get for less than 84 k Can you? Oh, yeah. I think it's like 74 75 Is that the starting price on a Model Y? I feel like that's high. In USD, well... I believe so. I yeah. think you're high, dude. Okay, let me I just feel like you're high. You're gonna have to change out of Canada. Obviously, inflation and the exchange rate. Good lordy, Canadian dollar. Don't get me started. Model Y, USD starting. Get out of here. That's Canadian. You got to change it up in the top right corner there. Oh, yeah, just change to US. There you go. All set. Fifty-eight. Oh, Fifty-eight. Yeah. Okay. So this, it's a big gap there. Fifty-eight. Even the performance model, sixty-two, and then. You're trying to sell the Polestar version of this for 84. Now that's why Electrek is saying whopping. However, it's so cool. It's, uh, you know, hopefully the fit and finish is there. I've heard good things. Yeah. After months of anticipation, Polestar has pulled the entire sheet off its first electric SUV, Polestar 3. Um, new details, a multitude of new details, um, such as what? Let's focus here now. It includes the Polestar 3 pricing and the first look at the interior. Well, it looks like it has an all-glass roof, very Tesla-esque. Um, the exterior is more, what would you say, detailed, maybe? A little bit more personality than the Model Y? Yeah, the Model Y looks really simple. 
generic, arguably, at this point, but that a lot of that has to do with the popularity of it. I see so many Model Ys and Model 3s, it's, it's out of control. Mm. So maybe if we weren't so familiar with it, then it wouldn't look yes. plain by comparison, and it's just the fact that this is novel because that side mirror looks pretty cool, though. Yeah. There's something about Polestar's, like, um, I don't uh, know, design I language. Identity. Yeah, it looks very, like, brand identity modern robotic anime a little bit a little Kinda, bit of anime in there yeah well certainly the one they were showing off that concept vehicle yeah the o2 the, the two-door yeah but this is more practical you get a real hatchback i think it's a little bit more looking like an suv as well yes compared to the model y which looks more like a car hatchback that that happens to have a little bit more cargo it looks like a this looks like a blown up Model Three, basically. Yeah, it looks very bubble. A, bu like. a bubbled, a bubbled up Model Three. So I guess the Polestar Three looks a tiny bit more rugged or off-roady, slightly. Are there oh. pictures of the interior? Um, oh wait, stop there on the specs for a second. Four hundred eighty-nine horsepower, four point nine seconds, zero sixty. Um, battery type 400 volt lithium up to 610 kilometers, which is 300 miles of range. Okay, cool. And 83,900 to start. Interior, interior looking. Got the portrait. I know that this one uh, plays a lot nicer with your Google stuff. Okay. Which I like uh -huh. with your interfacing with the other brands. And I think the system might even be like basically Google Maps. Um, by the looks of it, but better integration with uh, CarPlay and that stuff. I think it, I'm pretty sure it can do it. Or can you just install Android apps directly? I can't remember now what it is, but it's just, it's not a standalone thing in the same way that the Tesla interface is. It just is a little bit more uh, open to interaction from your other gadgets. I like the wheel. It's um, It gives it a bit more height so you can actually see the uh, HUD. Right, the yeah, your there's speed a, there's at a, a glance. Here. Uh, it looks right. premium. I like the uh, I like the accented seatbelt color. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Little added touch. Plus, you're, you're right. The, the seats themselves do look pretty cool. Uh, and it's going to be built in the U.S., which I guess there's a premium associated with that to a certain extent. Polestar states that U.S. manufacturing will take place at Volvo Cars facility in Ridgeville, South Carolina, toward the middle of 2024. Um, so it could eventually qualify for federal EV tax credits. Now, to start 84, that kind of means, oh, wow, look at the uh, launch video, that you could probably spec one of these way beyond 84, maybe to 100. Sure. I like the look of the brake calipers. I like the logo. Oh, you're really you're really is, into this it. This is in terms of looks, this is probably the best looking SUV here, in my opinion. All SUVs are just more, easy. More SUV. than the uh Parasangue by Ferrari. You're talking about all SUVs, <laughs> not even just EV SUVs. Yeah. Well, what's a better looking one? Well, I don't know. There's this angle, which is like the modern car like angle, but then there's the ones like like the rugged off real off road SUVs, like sure. Bronco and those type things. So yeah. are you including those in this analysis? I think so, yeah. This is just your favorite looking SUV, yeah. period. Yeah. Oh, my God. SUVs haven't been done right in terms of, like, uh, aesthetic Gee. designs. I'm just talking aesthetics. Whew. Wow. Well, I know, it's a big... Holy uh, cow. I'm. Uh, I, I, 
I'm really impressed with the uh, pull stars. I'm flabbergasted. Aesthetic. I don't even know how to respond to all this. I'm. Uh, it's just so cool. You got me fired right up here, Will. It's not what I expected from you, but I'll take it. And I appreciate, I appreciate your transparency on this. That how much you like it. I mean, I like it. I don't know if I'm at the same point you're at. Yeah. But I think there's some, definitely some nice things going on, and hopefully one day we'll get one in the studio because this is like the one electric brand. Like we can't. I guess this and Rivian haven't been in studio yeah we'll we'll talk to them talk to them mm -hmm. today's episode is sponsored by brilliant brilliant's mission is to inspire and develop people to achieve their goals uh in stem one person one question one small commitment to learning at a time uh great teachers illuminate the soul of math science engineering through bite-sized interactive learning experiences online as it should be these courses explore the laws that shape the world, elevating math and science from something to be feared to a delightful experience of guided discovery. Uh, let me tell you something, Will. Mm. Learning is fun. I don't know if you knew that. I feel like you need to hear that. Mm. Uh, the The trouble sometimes is just the presentation. The presentation of it hasn't changed all that much over the years. No, it's like it's like it's like you go home. You got all your gadgets, you got all your fun, you got all your games, you travel to other places, you got everything on the internet, and it's like you, you still got a chalkboard or a whiteboard or something going on. Yeah. It's not that engaging, and so taking something, uh, building an online version of it, uh, having it in a bite-sized way, that's helpful and uh, more digestible. Join over 10 million people learning on Brilliant. Go ahead and get started. Get started as a student, parent, or teacher. Go check it out and, uh, you know, learn something. Brilliant is the best way to learn math, science, and computer science interactively. It has thousands of lessons with exclusive new content added monthly. To get started for free, visit brilliant.org slash later or click on the link below. The first 200 of you will get 20% off Brilliant's annual premium subscription. That's brilliant.org slash later. Go check them out. Also sponsored by ZocDoc. Find local doctors who will take your insurance. Primary care, dentist, uh, could be a dermatologist. You've been putting it off. You, you yourself. Either you will or maybe it was Mo. I can't remember. But the thing is, it's like it's not convenient enough to go see the doctor because it's not online and the beauty here it's like everything else you do on the web you get a nice little review over there you can book the appointment you can pick the time right over there as you can see and then you can read what other people are saying they're like hey you got nothing to fear this is uh it's a good guy this is exactly where you want to be for yeah. your dental work or whatever and these are stressful things for people so making it more convenient making it more uh with the times here uh, is a, is going to bring more people to get this stuff checked out, uh, to go see the specialist, to get the dental work, and then avoid bigger problems in the future. Mm. Plus, you figure out that they're going to take your insurance in advance, so you don't have any questions when you go over there and uh, and you show up. So uh, get with the times and uh, go get with ZocDoc. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. Find the doctor that's right for you and book an appointment in person or remote that works for your schedule. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Lulator and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then start your search for a top rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C slash Lulator 
ZocDoc.com slash. See what they got. Oh, what? Can you explain this to me? What's going on with this burnt hair? Elon was uh, selling, is, is selling, was selling, is still selling. So this selling? is one of uh, his crazy ideas to, right. I guess, um, get money. Yeah. Um, he's tried it with uh, lingerie from Tesla. And, right. Like the flamethrower and all that stuff. Yeah. So this is his newest thing. It's um, perfume. It's titled Burnt Hair. Why Burnt Hair? Is there a reason for that? Have you investigated? Um, no. Okay. I think it's just a, a funny thing for him. I just feel like there would have to be some sort of story as to how we got here. Let the flames begin. Q1 2023. The essence of repugnant desire. Wow. I just, I don't know. I just assume. No... Okay, oh, wait, wait. There's a couple quotes at the bottom. Okay, okay. Just like leaning over a candle at the dinner table, but without all the hard work. Stand out in a crowd, get noticed as you walk through the airport. Okay, so it's the, I think it's the idea. You're going to get some attention. It's, it's an emergency smell. Like, whoa, is that burning hair? Mm. But I can't help but feel that there must have been something motivating this specifically his bio now converted to perfume salesman yes why do i feel like there's going to be somebody in the comments section shouting about why this thing exists and what led to it what series of memes motivated or inspired him well i think um he did say that he sold over twenty thousand already yeah um and a lot of it, I'm guessing, is just investment to Boring Company. Oh, no, does, I know. I think I, I think he sold it. So, yeah, it's like merch, right? It's like I'm doing yeah, all these yeah, things. Yeah. and um, In terms of his uh, motivation to start this, I, I'm not completely sure here. No, I know. He's been pretty cryptic with all this stuff. Neither of us are, which is uh, not ideal, but... I'll tell you what, um, he could sell anything, and I think he knows it. And uh, with a couple of jokes associated with it, people are in on the joke, and then they're like, yeah, I'll pay for this joke. And they're collectibles. I'll get in on it. Well, that's the thing. Because it's very limited, in a way. But well, is the it? The flamethrower was. It's is this? Did, did they put any limit on this, order-wise? No. No, They'll not just yet. take the it's money forever. Available. They'll take the money forever. Now, it's 140 uh, Canadian which is 20 bucks US at the moment. That's a joke. What is it, 50, 60, 70 US? I think it's 100 bucks. Oh, okay, so whatever, there you go. There's your exchange rate. He's, he's, he's effective with the exchange rate at least. Yeah. Uh, no, no markup except for shipping. There will be extra for the uh, international. It says singed at the bottom. Yeah, I don't know, Will. People want to support, I guess, however possible. Not everyone's gonna buy a Tesla. Not everyone's uh, going to interact with. Uh, no one's. Not everyone's going to buy a satellite internet, so they can have burnt hair instead mm. to support their favorite uh, guy. I think you ordered it. We right? will. Yeah. I think you ordered. We it. Well, well, that's different. We have to analyze. Yeah. Here in the internet, people expect us to analyze, so they don't have to. So we can spend the exorbitant amount of money on the burnt hair. We spend so you don't have to. Yeah, well, I mean, that's kind of how it goes. Mm -hmm. Netflix announces basic with ads plan. It's real. The uh, ads on Netflix is real. Will? Oh, boy. Netflix today announced the upcoming launch of the ad-supported tier that has been in the works for the last several months. 
The new basic with ads plan is priced at $6.99 per month in the United States, which is $3 cheaper than the basic plan. I don't know about this, Will. $3? But ads? Well, I don't know what's going on here. If I'm getting ads, I don't even think I want to be paying. Like, I don't like this. I don't know how this works. I'll pay, I'll pay a premium to get to not have the ads. Like I'll pay for like I pay for YouTube premium. Mm-hmm. No problem. But I feel this is a weird in-between basic with ads. Yeah. And I'm getting a $3 discount, but it's still costing me seven. It's an odd place to find myself. You're a bit confused. Basic with ads will be available alongside the basic standard and premium plans offering 720p streaming video. Netflix is also updating the standard basic plan with 720p support when the basic with ads plan launches. Netflix's new plan will offer most of the same TV shows, movies, and personalized viewing experience, but subscribers will see between four and five minutes of ads per hour. Ads will vary from 15 to 30 seconds in length and will play before and during shows and films. Will, what? What? Dude, this is a weird one. Like, put more ads then. Put as many ads as you need. So it's free. And do it for free and just say there's this is Netflix with ads. And then I know I know that this is against their identity, which is premium. Like you pay for our shows because we spend so much to make them. But this is one of those areas where I think you gotta start with the viewer from the viewer perspective. And everywhere else that you have a freemium model on on whether it's gaming or YouTube or whatever, it's like you can play it for free. You can watch it for free. It just gets a lot better with paid. I guess the difficulty for them is everyone is paid right now. So they're kind of working in reverse. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just the amount of money. Maybe it should be $3.99 with ads, not $6.99. And show me a few more ads because the gap is not enough. $6.99 and $9.99? And $9.99, I have, don't ever have to see an ad. And I just watch at my own mm-hmm. pace and I have access to all of Netflix. Netflix Basic with ads is set to launch Thursday, November 3rd. Uh, it'll be available in Australia, Brazil, Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, Korea, Mexico, Spain, the UK, and the US. And what kind of ads? What are you thinking? Well, it'll be like YouTube pre-roll sort of, you know, whatever you're seeing there. I'm sure it'll have your same algorithmic, who are you, what's your age, oh boy. you know, type of stuff. 15 to 30 seconds each and it'll be four to five minutes per hour well it's better than tv but uh man that is so it's a weird crossover i think it's just the gap that's bugging me and also the the content what if you're watching like a really scary movie and you're in the mood (laughs) i know and all of a sudden it's just like a and then it's gonna say but it's gonna remind you all the time pay three more a month and never have this happen again right it'll be reminding you it's just the amount. It's a not enough savings, three a month. I think you got to go down to three ninety nine with ads, even if it's more ads, and some, then there's enough of a gap where people would say, you know what, I don't care about ads. Mm. Uh, but at six ninety nine compared to nine ninety nine, I'm just saying, I, I'm more in, in in the area of ten bucks or quit at that point. It's not a big enough movement for me to hang around and say, you know, this is what I'm willing to pay. But anyway, I guess everybody's going to be different on this. I'm curious to see what people themselves say. So let me know in the comments what you think the ad version of Netflix should cost compared to the ad free version. Mm -hmm. Let me know. 
I saw this on Twitter. Jury decides Alex Jones must pay $965 million. By the way, that's basically a billion dollars. Uh-huh. Uh, in the Sandy Hook defamation trial, Connecticut jury in uh, Infowars host Alex Jones defamation trial said on Wednesday he must pay $965 million in damages to multiple families that suffered from the false claims about the tw- 2012 Sandy Hook Elementary School uh, shooting, which killed 26 people, including 20 children. 15 different plaintiffs. That's the key here. It's damages across so many people that and families that were affected. And so when you would typically have a defamation trial, like it would affect, I guess, I don't know, one person mm-hmm. or two. And then when you would have a verdict come out and you would have your um, uh, punishment, the damages would be associated with a that one person. But if you decide damages at a certain amount for one person, then you have to multiply it by 15. Sure. These numbers can get staggering. Although I don't know how many people predicted it would be a billion dollars. And I don't know what the significance of the billion dollars is. Obviously, he doesn't have a billion dollars. Yeah. So what, what happens then? It, I just He's bank- just constantly bankrupt. Just bankruptcy, yeah. Um, but maybe that's the point. Maybe they, the, the message sent, the families involved, uh, you just want to, it's like the symbolism of it or mm. something. But Each they, one gets a, a significant portion, and it's all equal, you know? Yeah, that's interesting, too. I don't know. I, I, you're, you're right. How is it distributed? How do they manage the payout of whatever even of whatever is available? Alex Jones owes $965 million to eight family members of Sandy Hook shooting victims and a first responder, but it is far from clear how much of that money they'll ever see. <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's exactly the point. I don't know how you... Yeah. That's the whole point of it, right? Uh, so is he officially just done? Like everything, his show, because he can't, he can't do this anymore, right? Yeah. Like he's just bankrupt. It's a, I don't know enough about how this operates, honestly, to tell you. We need Ben. <laughs> well, I, I mean, even him, I like you would have to have enough. Uh, knowledge of how these payment structures work for these damages mm. to know how they're going to be able to reach into all of his operations to try to get what they can. I presume the way it goes is you file for bankruptcy and uh, whether or not there's appeals and other things that can maybe take place. I don't know about that too, but then there's assets and then it's whatever you can get from those assets and then distribute those to those that are owed the damages but I don't think he's ever going to generate the billion dollars. So mm. to what extent is he allowed to continue to operate, work, pay for his own life, which presumably he'll have to do? It would, I would assume it would have to be a percentage mm. uh, that, yeah. would, that they would be able to pull from. That but did. this, by the way, this would apply to anybody sure. that's in a, a trial where the damages are beyond the scope of what they're capable of paying but allow them to keep working to a certain extent i presume yeah so living in that case i think he could still keep doing it um however capable he is and then they probably people get crafty as well as far as moving assets around and starting different companies and being like all the punishment like i i'm sure it's all kind of funny business with that 
But it certainly also, at the same time, is, I guess, like a strong uh, message for anybody who's playing around with these topics, mm. um, conspiracy-style topics, where you have real people and real events involved. Uh, I mean, that's, that's a huge warning <laughs> of what can happen. Hmm. A billion dollars in damages, a billion dollars yeah. for like being on microphone, uh, spitting out whatever you want about anything. And I don't yeah. know. I don't know if it's unprecedented. I can't recall a time. I can't recall an event like that. A billion dollars will. Yeah. For defamation. Uh-huh. Maybe it exists, but that's a staggering. That's when I saw that, that was, I was like, what? I was like, what? Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> what? That's a lot. Uh, digital license plates become legal for all cars in California. Plenty of cool features, but it'll cost you. Oh, well, I'm down for it. Sounds cool. I'm sure there's a, there's probably a conspiracy here of how somehow I'm being controlled by my digital plate and my whereabouts and my tracking and so forth. But, sure. Uh, it looks like you'll be able to find your car, the car's location. That was pretty cool. I saw the, the app. Uh, you could probably switch uh, your plates between cars. I don't know if you had multiple hmm. electric plates. And definitely when it comes to um, re-registering or updating, imagine the digital equivalent of that. Oh, and stolen my god your car gets stolen the plate immediately hmm. shifts over to stolen so cops can see it right away safety yeah. notices and alerts damn so it's That's a screen cool. digital license plates become legal for all cars in california after trial with a select number of drivers that lasted almost four years according to a new report in the los angeles times why would anyone want a digital license plate users can change the messaging at the bottom of their plates through a phone app so they can customize it and even give safety notices and alerts such as marking the car stolen there's currently one company. Ooh, they're about to make some sales, Will. Mm. Firm is called Reviver, authorized to offer digital license plates to California drivers. The license plates come in two models, battery-powered or hardwired. The battery-powered option comes with a five-year or 50,000-mile battery life, according to Reviver. Aside from the app's personalization and safety notice features, there's also automatic registration and renewal features with the DMV. Everyone hates doing that, so that's a bonus on its own location services, and trip monitoring features, according to Reviver. If a digital license plate sounds like something you'd want to invest in, there's some recurring costs. The plates at first are 700 bucks uh. with a monthly fee of seven during the trial period. But the entire cost is tied up in a minimum two-year subscription, which can be paid $20 a month for two years or $215 per year for four years if you want the battery-powered option cost i don't know it's people, a cool idea it's very cool it's i don't very expensive no one's doing the 700 i don't i mean like if you got maybe on a like a luxury vehicle or luxury whatever, yeah it, i can see definitely that. but for the average person at 700 that's a little high still but look at the look at the app and the features you're getting um when I, a lot of cars have these type of features in them when it comes to like where you parked it or whatever. Certainly when you're talking about a Tesla, uh -huh. installation looks really easy. There's certainly a cool factor to go with it as well. I wonder which tech they're using 
to make sure that it's not like that it's bright yeah. enough to yeah. be viewed. I'm really curious to check it out, but it's in relationship to the value of the car. I think that you would be willing to do something like that. Would you do something? Well, like I would that? do something like that. Yeah, I would put it on an expensive car or something, and and think that that's pretty cool to have, uh, especially customization options. Yeah, but I just yeah, I don't like the recurring cost either. Yeah, seven dollars a month. But I think this is one of those areas where I would get it because it's just like fringe tech, and it would be it more is, yeah. about the analysis and my ability to then speak to it because mm -hmm. of my awareness about it. So I would look at it as an investment into what I do for a living as well. Sure. So that goes into that weirdness around how I make justifications around things. Would I recommend it to somebody else? That's different. I feel like this is the future. Netflix is giving you uh, ad, yeah. ad, ad driven uh, Netflix for seven bucks a month, or you can have a digital plate. It's up to you. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. That's another one where I really wonder about the pricing. I'm curious what people think, whether or not they'd pay seven a month for it. Well, you have to be and alerts and at, this, at this point probably rich and have like a fancy car. It seems like it. It, it seems like it to me. Uh, also, okay. anti theft. If you have an expensive car, those tend to be more targeted from uh, like from a theft perspective. In which case, the ability to shift the plate quickly over to stolen. Mm. I don't know how easy it is to uninstall it, but like, it, yeah, I don't know if thieves are bringing other plates. Like, I don't even know how that works, but. If you have a, a high theft likelihood on your vehicle, this could be another deterrent. They'd be like, oh, damn, it's got one of those digital plates. Mm -hmm. I don't want to take it because it's immediately going to switch over to stolen and the, for sure it has tracking. Like mm -hmm. if thieves figure this out, it could be a deterrent. I don't know. I mean, thieves will pretty much figure out a way to steal anything, but mm. uh, that might be worth it to some people as well that are trying to protect the high-profile yeah. vehicle or something. But it's California for now. Maybe there's a way we can check this out, too. I would love to check this out. I know it wouldn't be legal to use it here, mm -hmm. but just in studio, just to see what it looks like, shine lights on it, see how it Test it out. reflects yeah. and uh, and use the app. That might be cool. Cool. Yeah. Thank you very much to everybody who joined us here today on the show. Hope you found it interesting, possibly even engaging. Thank you to Will, as usual for uh, filling this tank full of fuel. Mm. Uh, although, whether or not he'll continue to do that in the future remains to be seen now that he's a Tesla owner. Almost what officially. Well, because you don't put fuel in the tank. Oh, okay. No, I'm all gas. No brakes. You charge it up. Yeah. Well, it won't be gas anymore. It'll be just the accelerator. You're going to have to change. You don't have okay, a gas fine. pedal anymore. Because sure. all this terminology you're going to have to become familiar with. Well, we'll find out how all that goes. He still has his order in there. He's going to call up Ford, figure out what's going on with the Bronco, and let us know. We're going to get all kinds of updates. They're coming sure. very shortly. I mean, he even has to figure out how he's going to put his dog in the back seat. Like, what type of... Yeah. Uh, what are those Attraction? even called? What are those called, those things? Uh, a, dog seat, right? Well, I was looking at him. Remember? Dog net? Remember I was looking at it, it like protects your back seat from all the dog hair and scratches yeah. and when a dog carrier, back seat carrier, bed. Pet. It's not that I don't know. Pet liner. Pet liner is what Will's interested in these days. <laughs> He's navigating the complicated world of pet liners. Yes. Trying I'm not excited. to mess up the back seat because he's got the Otis and the Otis has the hair. 
Yeah, it's brutal sometimes. Then it's the donut sometimes as well. Yeah. It's a lot going on in your life, and uh, we're all here for it, Will. Okay, so, thank you. Anyway, thanks for joining again. See you guys soon. Later.